Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome Welcome to Los Angeles. This week, we're discussing why we're nostalgic for beauty products we used growing up despite entering the metaverse, the passing of an iconic makeup artist, and a new acne-fighting prescription. And we're explaining why we won't be sharing any new product recommendations for the month of April. Welcome, Glamjolinos! We hope you stay a while. (laughs) Cute. That's cute. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Sarah, we went to Sedona. Have you ever been to Sedona? No, no, and I've been wanting to go for so long. Admittedly, we were not in Sedona very long, to be quite frank. The travel to get there was longer than the actual trip. That trip took a toll on my mental and physical health. I'm not kidding. I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I broke my pinky toe in Sedona because I was rushing to get ready for a dinner and I slammed it into a wall (laughs) like an effing idiot. So I broke my pinky toe before. I think we've discussed this. It was incredibly painful. Like when you break your pinky toe, you don't realize how necessary it is. And someone on Instagram was like, yeah, that's why it goes wee, wee, wee all the way home. I was like, wow, insightful, incredibly insightful. Whoa. Okay. But truly like your feet, your feet are everything and your toes and your shoulder. Quite frankly, then I got home and did a workout and doing an actual push up instead of a modified one really fucked me up. And now I can't move my right shoulder. I think the lesson here, too, is that we're old because (laughs) from like sitting in the plane, sitting in the car, I need a massage. I was getting a scalp massage yesterday and she was massaging my neck and she was like, you're like really tight. Do you do you get regular massages? And I was like, no, I should. She was like, yeah, you should. (laughs) So I signed up for a squeeze membership Oh, because I was like, okay, I need to force myself to go once a month to get massaged. But I also have a Mayo Detox membership. Are you familiar? Yes. When I was running, I used to go all the time. And then I was like, this is expensive. Well, it is expensive. I got the membership. It's still expensive. But Mayo Detox, there's locations here in LA, but they're expanding. So it's going to become nationwide. But it's essentially like physical therapy with body work. So I went to get my shoulder checked out last night. He was like, um, yeah, you really effed it up. Just from doing a push-up, he's like, yes, exactly. It was upsetting. It's okay. We've all been there. We're not that old. We're not that old. But our bodies are not what they used to be, which is fine. It's fine. It's a journey. My mind is telling me yes. My body is telling me no. That's the alternate version of that song. My mind is telling me yes, my body's telling me no. (laughs) That's what I feel right now. That's it. That's the tweet. Okay, so why were we in Sedona? So we were in Sedona because It Cosmetics invited us to celebrate the launch of their new CC cream. It is Your Skin But Better CC Plus Nude Glow with SPF 40. Everyone at this point has tried the OG CC cream from It Cosmetics. It is a favorite among so many 
It's why Jamie Kern Lima lives next to Oprah because <laughs> she sold so many. <laughs> and got a very healthy payout from L'Oreal, the biggest acquisition ever. $1.2 billion? It all comes back to this CC cream. So they decided to launch a new one, which is much lighter. It's a little bit more sheer. The name is Your Skin But Better. That's essentially what it is. It's got 90% skincare in it. It's got niacinamide, hyaluronic acid, green tea extract, and then it has that SPF 40 in it. It's available in 22 different shades. And fun fact for everyone, Kirby and I are the same shade, which is so very strange. We are the same shade in a lot of coverage products, which is so crazy. But the shades are like really flexible because it is a more sheer coverage product. So Kirby and I are both light medium, I believe. If I get a little bit more tan this summer, which, you know, there's going to be too much sunscreen on my face. I'm not going to get super tan, but (laughs) maybe I'll be neutral medium. But anyways, it just like evens out your skin tone, you know, covers up the redness, but it really like gives you that glow that you want but you still want your skin to be seen through the makeup. I like it. Did it cover up your redness? A little bit. Yeah. Because if I have like extreme redness, this is not going to do it. Or if there's like a blemish or something I'm trying to cover, this is not going to cover it. This is good for me for like my Zoom meetings. If I want to look a little bit more alive, put together. Might be my go-to for like running errands over the weekend. But it's by no means like nowhere near as much coverage as their OG one. So I think that this is their play for Gen Z. We know that there are a lot of skincare or pardon me, cosmetics products launching that are really pushing this skincare narrative. Again, that's not why I use coverage products in any way. But I do think it's a little misleading. I know why they kept it in the CC family, but this Mm -hmm. is for me personally, not color correcting at all. It doesn't color correct anything on my face. It did not cover any blemishes. It certainly did not cover my melasma like the original and the matte Mm -hmm. version do. Mm -hmm. I tried it and I like it a lot, but we were also on the trip with a bunch of TikTokers. They had two separate trips. So there was a TikToker trip and then there was an Instagram trip. And the TikTokers were like, some of them had like birthmarks or like scars and things like that on their faces. And They were like partners of it in the past because they showed how well it covers up those things on their skin. And I talked to a few of them and they were like, yeah, this is giving me like zero coverage at all for that. So I wouldn't go into it thinking you're going to get the coverage of the OG. Yeah. And the way that they were explaining it too was like, there's a lot of people who don't like the CC cream. Like I personally, it's a little bit too much coverage for me, the OG one. So they would shear it out, they would add it, you know, they would do a pump of like their moisturizer to make it more of a tinted moisturizer. So yeah, like if you are someone who likes light coverage, which I know there are a lot of people out there, this is like a good product, I think, to use, especially because it has that SPF 40, which is great. Yes. All right. Let's get into what's not on our face, because we are taking a stand the month of April you know, it's Earth Month, right? So instead of talking about sustainability and, you know, promoting brands that use like post-consumer recycled plastic or glass or whatever it is, we want to encourage you, no buy April. Do not buy anything for your skin, body hair that is not an actual necessity. No frivolous beauty shopping this month. Do your part, you know, shop your own shelf, Fall in love with products that you haven't used in a bit 
and go from there. Again, this is a beauty podcast. We will be recommending stuff in the future. Maybe later in the month, we'll recommend like a service. Like I was talking about my detox. You know, that's something that you can purchase and it's for the betterment of your body and helps with your posture and all that. But I was talking to Sarah about it. I'm like, what can we do? You know, last year we did this whole sustainability month and we interviewed brand founders and talked about like how different products are made to be recycled and how to properly recycle and all of that good stuff. And we can definitely reshare those resources should you want to refresh your memory on proper recycling techniques. It's a very, very complex conversation. And um, later this month, Refinery will have our big like Earth Day package. And that's definitely a topic that we're tackling. So I think, yeah, it's the least that we can do. Just like challenge ourselves in this one way, no by April. And I loved what you said about shopping your shelf because there's so many products that we haven't touched that I absolutely love and have forgotten about. So I'm excited to like reacquaint myself with them. I'm excited for all of us. If there is a product that you're loving that you rediscovered during Shop Your Shelf, by all means, let us know. We would love to feature you. Call the hotline. Put a comment on our Instagram. It's beauty news time, and we have some really sad news to introduce this segment with. AJ Crimson, he was a makeup artist. He was a beauty entrepreneur. He really was one of the first people to be a pioneer in the black beauty space. And from what I can gather, based on, you know, friends' messages and posts about him, was an incredible person. He passed away this week. And we don't have a lot of information. There's no details that were shared. I know the cut said that they don't know like how he passed or even his age. But I think it was like a shock to so many people because he had literally like just been posting on his Instagram story. When I heard the news, I'm like, wait, hold on. I don't know how everybody got this information. I just saw it taking off on Twitter. And so I went to his Instagram page and I mean, his Instagram story was still fresh. Like he had just posted and then it said that he had passed away. So this story is obviously developing and you obviously want to respect the privacy of the family and give them time. Such sad news. I mean, everyone like Kim Kimball, Sir John, like huge, huge names in the beauty community. Basically everyone yep. in the beauty community, especially the black beauty community, all of editors were sharing their stories of how, you know, he was like one of the first people that like reached out to them. He really helped celebrating black women's beauty on the map, which is like so crazy. He's just been around for so long, even like Sir John's post was really, really sweet. It's just like so terrible and so tragic. And so we're sending all of our love and thoughts to his family. Okay, Kirby. So you know, Sable Young. Yeah, of course. She co-hosts Smell You Later. Smell You Later. Yep. And she's like one of my favorite beauty writers. And so I was really excited because she contributed a piece to Refinery this month. I actually came to her with this question which I often do with freelancers because it's like, I'm thinking about it, but I don't have time or want to write this. I want to know what you think. So everyone is talking about the metaverse. Like everyone, we're getting all these emails, these invites about like, you know, inviting us to events in the metaverse, NFTs. And obviously Kirby and I talk about it all the time on the podcast and still figuring it out. But it's very much like clear that the future is in the metaverse. 
However, if you are a fan of beauty, if you are paying attention to any of the content that, you know, is on TikTok, is on Instagram, that, you know, the trends that are happening on the runway, nostalgic beauty is very much it right now. Products from the 90s, Y2K, products that we loved growing up are all super popular right now. You know, the way that we wear our hair, the type of, you know, lip glosses that we're applying, like it's all very reminiscent from our childhood. So I was just wondering, like, why are we all so obsessed with nostalgic beauty if the future is the metaverse? You know, I was like, does it have to do with the fact that, you know, there is like this loss of creativity, you know, because of the pandemic? we've all just been like exhausted and we can't come up with original ideas. So we're like looking back to like the past because I have seen, you know, some discourse on the internet in, in terms of fashion. And some people are saying that there's nothing original anymore. Everything is like from the past. Like, why aren't we creative? Like, why can't we come up with like new ideas? And Sable wrote this beautiful piece for Refinery about like, why we are so obsessed with, for example, the tart cheek stains, why we get so excited that they brought back this product that there are so many products that exist on the market right now that are very, very similar to the original tart cheek stain, but why we were so excited about this specific comeback. And I'm going to link it out so that everyone can read it. But she makes this argument that you know, we've had a really rough few years. The one thing that can really bring comfort to us is these products that we grew up loving and using because it brings us back to these simpler times. It reminds us of, you know, the first time we fell in love with these products or first time we fell in love with makeup. She talks about using the Tarte Cheek Stain. She talks about like Gap fragrances, Bath and Body Works, like original hand sanitizer scents. And it's just so funny because like when I was reading it and like I was immediately transported to the Bath and Body Works at my local mall, picking up, you know, hand sanitizers as like gifts for like my friends, collecting them, hanging them on like my backpack. And it's true. It's like this like, escape for a moment in my mind away from like what I have to do, the troubles of the world, and just like remembering like the simple pure joy of like the scent of what is the cucumber scent at Bath and Body? Cucumber melon. Cucumber melon. <laughs> just like brings me back, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that while brands are investing in the metaverse, you know, like Silicon Valley, has given the opportunity for people to be able to like buy virtual makeup products for their avatars. And like, that's not for me yet. And maybe it will be one day, but it definitely is for like my nieces. Like they are spending their money, outfitting their avatars, making them look cute. Wow. And that might be the future. But I think for us and our generation, I think that there's so much that we all are going through. And I'll read this quote that Sable has in the story it says in the past two years or so, we've been largely missing a sense of emotional safety and connection, as well as an outlet for self-expressive creativity and joy. Nostalgic beauty fulfills at least one of those. And in some cases, depending on your most memorable makeup products, the other as well. Do you agree, Curbs? I agree. 
I think a couple of months ago, I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in on NFTs. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get behind it. We have a guest coming up who kind of like tries to explain like why is this the future? And this is like a very forward thinking, smart woman. But I just truly am like, I don't know. Like I see people I know like investing in NFTs and and like quite frankly, I'm just kind of like, well, what is preventing me from like literally saving this and saying I own it too? Like, totally. Like, totally. are you going to prosecute me for saying I own it as well? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm sure Gen Z is like all on it and they're more, you know, creatively free to express themselves like with these NFTs or whatever. And also, you know, there's a conversation around like, is this just like a rich people thing for rich people to continue to spend money in weird ways. I have an Oculus and I've done workouts on Oculus and they're so fun. Yeah. And there's also entertainment experiences that are super interesting. Like they had a Stranger Things experience on Oculus, which scared the living shit out of me because you feel like you're there in Stranger Things. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many cool entertainment aspects. But when it comes to things like within the metaverse, like the NFT thing, I just don't understand yet. I understand like maybe going to like Decentraland or whatever and like communicating with other people using an avatar. It's like The Sims kind of. Yeah, right. And Sims was so fun, like picking out the outfits and all of that. But there is something so, you know, physical, tangible about beauty, of feeling it with your hands, touching it, applying it onto your face, that I think that's for me, like why I just don't quite understand it. Yeah. But to Sable's point about nostalgia, I think this is also why right now I'm obsessed with Abercrombie and Fitch. Mm -hmm. Abercrombie and Fitch is kind of doing reformation cosplay at an affordable price point. At an affordable price point and for sizes larger than six. Yes, exactly. And the only jeans I wear at this point are now Abercrombie. They fit incredibly and they look good. And anytime I wear them, people ask me, where did you get these jeans? They're awesome. I literally bought cargo pants because I'm like, oh my God, Britney Spears performing in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle performing during like Summer Jam 99. She was wearing like a blue boat neck or blue spaghetti strap with cargo pants. I literally bought the exact same outfit off of Abercrombie two weeks ago. It's fabulous. I bought a cropped cardigan recently, but it essentially is a shrug. It was a shrug that I used to wear like all the time. I have been rocking it and like I love it so very much. And it does feel comforting. It's so weird, like putting on an outfit that I wore when I was 13 or 14 and it's a still looks good. But B, it's like I feel a connection to when things were simpler and happier and I didn't have all these responsibilities and I wasn't thinking about like a world war and a global pandemic. And like if I'm progressing the way I need to be in my own personal and professional life, you know what I mean? Totally, totally. Yeah, I have been like also finding myself like dressing Zoe in ways that I like used to dress oh, or, you know, yeah. like things that like I wore growing up or like, again, with the Sesame Street thing, like watching things that we used to watch. So, yeah, I encourage everyone to take some time to read it. It's really, really good. And share with us like what nostalgic beauty you have been finding yourself like gravitating towards or ones that you wish would come back.
Okay, in acne news, not this past weekend, but the weekend before, the last weekend in March, the AAD had their annual conference, the American Academy of Dermatology. They had their annual meeting, which they have every year. This year, it was in Boston. And this meeting brings dermatologists near and far to one central location, not only to be debriefed on like innovation from a ton of different brands, but also have discussions, for instance, things like controversies in dermatology, skincare for deep and dark skin tones, all of the things, all of the things. So one of the big innovations that has people excited is a new acne fighting product from Galderma. Galderma is a conglomerate that owns a ton of brands. They create Differin, Cetaphil. They also are in aesthetics with Dysport and Restylin. They also create a product called Epiduo. And Epiduo combines benzoyl peroxide that is known for helping with acne with a retinoid. The retinoid is, I think, adapalene. So it's not tretinoin, but it is a retinoid. Now they've launched a new treatment called Twineo, and it is a prescription topical medication that combines both benzoyl peroxide and tretinoin, Mm -hmm. which has never been done before. And there's a few reasons why. Don't you need a prescription for tretinoin? Yes. You also need a prescription for Epiduo as well, I believe. Okay. I'm jumping ahead, but will you need a prescription for this? Yes, 100%. So this is a prescription that you'll have to get from your dermatologist, hence why they premiered this at AAD to get on all the dermatologists' radar. And I interviewed a few different sources. Javon Ford, he is a cosmetic chemist based here in LA, but he's also really popular on TikTok. I interviewed him along with dermatologists Renella Hirsch, Ava Shamban, and Corey L. Hartman to get their perspective on this. The thing is, is that the reason why you could not combine tretinoin and benzoyl peroxide in the past is because I believe it's BPO, benzoyl peroxide, it actually deactivates the tretinoin. If you combine them, the tretinoin just does not work and it's kind of a wash. But with Twineo, they use microencapsulation technology, which again, is not something new. We've seen microencapsulation when it comes to things like Beautystat encapsulated vitamin C. Mm-hmm. In this case, because it's encapsulated, it separates the BPO from the tretinoin. And then it's put in a base of like silica. And then that way it's protected. And then when you apply it to the skin, it works twofold. It doesn't deactivate, but also it provides less irritation. All of the experts that I interviewed for this were, you know, excited and impressed. And I care about what the dermatologists think, but I also wanted to know from a cosmetic chemist standpoint, like, is this even going to be like effective? Like, how's this going to work? So does the encapsulation makes it so that it's like gentler on your skin when it like penetrates into it? Yes. Okay. Because instead of combining them together at the same time, they're separated. Mm -hmm. So Renella Hirsch, dermatologist based in Boston, one thing that she said that she would love to see is a comparison of how effective it is to Epiduo. Mm -hmm. Galderma owns both of these products now. And she thought that that would be like a really strong data point to see like, okay, if you're combining tret with benzoyl peroxide versus adapalene with benzoyl peroxide how much more effective is it and is it more irritating than epiduo 
So this is going to be more intense than like a different. 100%. Yes, because it's a prescription. Okay, so this is for like people who are not finding that those other topical products are working. This is like, I like really want to get my acne under control. Yeah. And the question here is like, why would you not just separate the two ingredients? Like you could use tretinoin separately from benzoyl peroxide, use them in the same routine, just in different steps. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the doctors mentioned is that if you go to Swineo's website, the first image you see is a teenage boy. All of the derms agreed, like getting a teenage boy who comes to me with acne to like do a full routine is very, very difficult. No shade to boys, but like, it's just way harder. I think girls are more disciplined in that area. But for teenage boys, it's combining two steps in one, which could potentially save time. And based on the studies done, it also appears that there's very limited side effects. Although this is a prescription. So of course, they have all of the potential side effects like irritation, dryness, redness, all of that stuff. But based on the scientific studies and clinical research that they did, they said that it wasn't as aggressive as maybe other options. Got it. So to your point, Sarah, the dermatologists that I consulted said that this could be like a frontline option for people thinking of getting on Accutane or Spironolactone. Okay. Accutane is an oral treatment. So is spironolactone. They both have, you know, good and bad things. I'm on spironolactone, not consistently, but I definitely use it to help kind of mitigate some of my acne. But if you're a teenager, you want to be careful before you get on oral medication. And Accutane is really, I think, like last line of defense. You're really going hard because nothing else is working. So if you've tried maybe Epiduo or you've tried, you know, another topical acne medication and it didn't work for you, Talk to your dermatologist if they've heard or been, you know, prescribing Twineo. It could be a really interesting option to play with. So this is going to take some time, like with every acne product. Like it's going to take like 12 weeks for you to actually maybe cease improvement in your skin. Based on the studies, a lot of the patients said that they saw results in as little as two weeks. Oh, that's great. Not necessarily a complete clear up of acne, but they saw improvement enough in two weeks. And because of this, it kept them going. It kept them sticking to the regimen to keep using it. That's the hardest part about using a product, especially if you're like a young teen and you're just like so frustrated. You're like, I don't want to use this because I'm not seeing any results. Exactly. Teens are harder. And at the same time, too, because this is tretinoin and benzoyl peroxide, you're not only getting the acne component taken care of, but it's also helping with potentially pigment through exfoliation and fine lines, which is why a lot of the derms were like, I would consider prescribing this to somebody with very oily skin and acne in their 20s or 30s as well. Yeah. I mean, adult acne is real. Yep. So if you're considering it, talk to your dermatologist. One thing they did say, it probably isn't good for your neck. If you're getting neck acne, they said to avoid it because that skin is a little bit more delicate. But um, they said face, back of arms, your back. I was going to say back knee. Yeah. Chest. Your chest could also be a good option here. So talk to your dermatologist. Your neck is more sensitive than your chest? Yeah. I guess that makes sense. They're just like, avoid the neck if at all possible. But like, if you have body acne, it could also be a great option too. I love the branding. It's like very cool and modern. 
Yes, it's supposed to be for the children, <laughs> mm-hmm. as you can see, like everybody's young and everybody, you know, has like what it looks like, you know, pubescent acne on this page. They don't look like full grown adults. But yeah. I did like the fact that the dermatologists were like, I would easily prescribe this for somebody in their 20s or 30s. I will be recommending this to my nieces and nephews. <laughs> Thank you everyone for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts, I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. Los Angeles was created by us, Kirby Johnson, and Sarah Tan. It's part of the ACAST network and licensed by Vice Media Group. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.